0: I know physical therapists that have been around for 30 years, most amazing physical therapists on the planet, and they can't produce patients.
1: Hello, welcome to the Better Outcome Show, where we explore the possibilities of a new healthcare. Each episode, we bring you a conversation with leaders across the healthcare industry, Exploring topics ranging from new treatment techniques and interventions to novel service delivery methods and business models. And now, your host, Rafi Salazar from Rehab U Practice Solutions, a leader in patient engagement and retention strategy. Let's explore the possibilities of a new healthcare.
2: Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Better Outcomes Show. I'm your host, Rafi Salazar from Rehab U. Practice solutions. So um, you should have received an email if you're on the email list, but we got an official web page up for the podcast It's taken two and a half years. The domain has basically lived on a URL redirect in my hosting server for years, two and a half years. And I always thought, man, I'll get around to making like a dedicated page for the website for the for the podcast uh, separate from the rehab you practice solutions website, and I just never got around to it. Well, I had some time on my hands, decided I'd throw it together. So you can check that out now at www.betteroutcomes.show. Um, it's super simple, but hey, it's a home for the, for the podcast nonetheless, right? Well, this week we are talking about, I'm totally taking this term and using it from him now, uh, ecosystem mergers. So Andy Zapata, is a an occupational therapist down in Florida, and he is the CEO and founder of Physical Therapy Now. They're one of the fastest-growing uh, PT and OT clinics in the country, to my understanding. And he and I have a discussion around growing your healthcare practice, leveraging relationships. So instead of doing what many people do, which is you show up at a doctor's office or a referral partner's office and you basically act as a supplicant, begging for the scraps that fall from Longshanks' table, so to speak. Begging, please give me some referrals. Give me patients. I need patients. Um, There's a better way to do it. And Andy shares about that in this episode. One of the big things that he talks about revolves around this idea of ecosystems and ecosystem mergers. So if you think about yourself, you have your, your little ecosystem and it might be your sphere of influence and the doctors have their own or the referral partners have their own sphere of influence and how can you merge them so that you are, in a sense, bringing value and creating more value than simply going with your handout and asking for patients or referrals. So it's a pretty interesting topic or pretty interesting concept. I'm glad he brought it up. Uh, Andy is a very, well-accomplished occupational therapist business owner and entrepreneur and it's always great to sit down and talk with people like that that are doing just really cool things in healthcare. and specifically because i'm an occupational therapist myself it's it's nice to connect with other ot's expanding the scope of what we are able to do as a profession and um this franchise and the way they they approach care is really is really just great um i like the idea of again individualized treatment planning improving clinical outcomes he talks a little bit i don't know if we shared this in the in the podcast or not but he they have their own emr and we talked offline for sure about how how they're leveraging that data uh, to improve clinical outcomes and patient engagement and retention in their own practice which is again something super cool so without further ado here is andy Zapata talking about building your healthcare practice by leveraging real relationships. Well, hey, Andy, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing
0: amazing, my friend. Happy Friday.
2: Yeah, happy Friday. I'm excited about talking primarily about building businesses and leveraging relationships to grow those businesses. But um, before we dive into that, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and then what brought you to doing uh, physical therapy now?
0: Yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about the history. I'm an occupational therapist by trade, a graduate in 2003 from FIU. So, FIU alumni down here in South Florida, in Miami. And, you know, off the the beginning, off the rip, I opened up my first physical therapy center. And it was very challenging to understand the systems, the processes. And, you know, nobody really gave me the formula of how to do things. Nobody said, here's the blueprint. I would have to go around asking friends and everybody would give me like, Hey, fill out this form. This is how you do billing. This is how you do collections. And it really took me about three years to understand how to run an efficient physical therapy practice. And it was really asking so many people and some people I paid for consulting and some people just told me because I would ask them, but the challenge was just understanding how to run an efficient physical therapy practice. Back in 2006, I started selling physical therapy centers because I said, "Wow, these things are very lucrative. Like people are giving me 100,000, 80,000, 150,000 for a practice that was just a shell." And yeah. so I was selling physical therapy centers. I would get all the insurances. I would get the Medicare, the Medicaid, and I started selling practices. So I was like a broker selling practices, which was amazing. I sold about 40 of them uh between 2006 and 2010 and made a lot of money selling practices. And then I started doing a little consulting, but Nothing big in like i would say, hey, I'm going to help you out for three months and then I'm gone. I got to run my own practice and I would give them some consulting as part of the sale. Nothing big. Um, about 2015, you know, we had it all. I had everything. I had the home, the cars, the, the babies. I was super satisfied with my life. And I was like, what's next in my life? And that's when I decided to say, hey, you know what? Maybe I should with what I know, I know how to open clinics. I know how to open physical therapy centers. I'm very successful at mine. Maybe I can teach other people and still um, hold a piece of the entity of the piece of the company. And maybe maybe I can do a franchise. And I looked into some of the other franchises at this point. There was only two of them because I was interested in joining them. And I looked at them. And to this day, there's now they're friends of ours. And I look at them and I said, wow, these people are doing pretty cool stuff, but they're not doing what needs to be done to really make this successful. You know, they, they are very good at selling franchises. So. You know, yeah, I'm, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And then comes to it. Yeah, you got a beautiful location, but you have no patience. So yeah. I said, you know what? I can do something better because I know something that they don't know. And I'm going to drop in with some content today, which is about building relationships. How do you really get the business, which is one of the pillars of running your practice? And I think in the last episode, we talked about three pillars, which are how do you perform the service? How does the environment look in your, in your, in, which is what you're good at? How do you perform the service? What kind of energy? What kind of questions? How does your facility have to look? What kind of music? What kind of energy needs to be around there? The second pillar is, what are the systems? What took me three years to figure out? It took me three years to figure out what are the right systems that I have to have to run an efficient practice? And that that's what we call the systems, the protocols, the operation. And the third part is you can't survive without patience, without sales. nobody can. So I like I said in my last podcast last last podcast, I know physical therapists that have, have been around for 30 years, most amazing physical therapists on the planet, and they can't produce patients. And why? Because they don't have the the, the skills to develop relationships. and that's plain and simple. and I believe that every single business is built on relationships. Every single business is built on relationships. I don't care who it is. And every single relationship, Think of of your wife or your girlfriend when you met her. Every single relationship was built on one thing, and that's called an experience. First, you invited her to coffee. Then you said, let's go to dinner. Then let's go to a movie. Then let's go on vacation, right? Just how things happen. Then you just go more experiences, and they become very solidified. So Your relationship with your wife or your girlfriend becomes very, very strong. And that's how this whole thing got. I said, I can teach this much better than any other franchise on the planet, but I've gone very organic, very slow. I haven't really put any energy in sales or marketing into the physical therapy, it has been very organic growth. And that's what we're that's where we ended up now, and selling franchises and supporting yeah. physical therapists.
2: Yeah. So tell me a little bit then, well, I'm going to circle back on the relationships thing, but tell me a little bit about physical therapy now. Who are y'all? What do you do? Locations, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so
0: physical therapy now started about five years ago, 2016 now, um, and we have about 45 locations across three states: Texas, uh, Arkansas, and Florida. And we try to go into the easy registration states and states that you don't have to be a physical therapist per se to own a physical yeah. therapy center. Some of those states are harder to navigate. You can still do it, but you have to, you know, you have to navigate some management uh, agreements and the stuff. So we've gone to three easy states. Florida is my backyard, so I wanted to grow organically. Like I said, I haven't really put a lot of sales, a lot of effort into the sales because I wanted to really understand the first, you know, three, four years of who do I want to sell to, what are the challenges with selling franchises because I didn't know about franchise, the industry itself. It's a giant industry. It's an amazing industry. But I, I figured out some of the challenges, which were, you know, sometimes whether it's a physical therapist or an entrepreneur that wants to get in this business. Their mindset might not be right. This business might might not be for them. They might think that they want to go into this business. But when it comes down to it, I've had franchises that said, Andy, I love you, but this business is not for me. I said, well, why not? Well, I don't want to deal with patients who are in pain. It, It hurts my feelings. I don't want to deal with this. You know, so it wasn't for them. And I totally respect that. No judgment. No problem. It's just this wasn't for you. So now what we do is we make sure that we do a very thorough interview. We, 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 we have a conversation for about a month to two months before we even uh, engage in an agreement so that we are 100% certain and the franchise is 100% certain that this is for them. We wanna, we wanna win, we only wanna win. We don't wanna risk anybody losing any money and we don't wanna lose, lose anybody losing any time. And we for sure don't wanna lose time with somebody that, that is not equipped to run a practice. So we look at, we look at certain things and we've been able to grow the franchise very good. Our franchises are very healthy, very strong. And we bring a lot of new techniques that other physical therapist centers are not doing because we get to think of how to grow the business. How, and what we think, we, we, what we say, we work on our business rather than in our business, right? Very famous, the email that's Revisited, talks about yeah. that all day long. How do you work on your business, not in your business? like? You got to get out of being the technician. You got to get out of being the physical therapist. You got to get out of being being the biller. You can't do it all. If you do, I promise you, if you're doing the billing, the physical therapy, the scheduling, you're worried about the supplies, you're not going to grow. You're going to do one, two, you're going to get overwhelmed, and you're going to give up at two or three clinics, maybe even one clinic. So how do you get out of that? That's what we teach. We teach how to get out of that world, how to get out of the technician physical therapy role. You can still be a physical therapist and practice when you want you don't have to be a slave to the practice. And that's what we teach in physical therapy now. And that's where, you know, we have a lot of backend support. We have accounting support, we have marketing support, we have um, billing collection support. We created our own EMR system so that we can manage data and do things faster and we can change on the whim. I can, you know, today I did like three different updates to my software, things that are huge. So we have our own engineers, we have our own people that create software for us. And, and so that's why we're able to grow so fast. And, now that I have the data component, now my friends is going to go even faster.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Healthcare analytics and data. It's the future for sure. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think it's so, so important what you just said. I love the E-Myth. I think it's it's probably one of my favorite business books to date. Um I think I talked to so many physical therapists or occupational therapists to get out there and they start a clinic and it's exactly like they describe in the book. They have like a, this just a freak out if one day it works, like i can do this better i need to be doing this better and they go start their own clinic and they don't really realize everything that goes into it right the marketing the payroll the people need to get paid no matter what and and all the things that are not in the clinic treating and that's really what they want to do right yeah so the importance yeah, or, of being able to force on your business or, yeah. or growing your business. like
0: i have a friend who He's one of the most amazing, I would say, probably the best physical therapist in Miami. Doesn't work for me. This guy's amazing. And I see him working so hard. And he has a very good reputation. And everybody, all the major league baseball players from here go to him. And all the high-profile cases go to him. And his ego gets filled every single time he gets a celebrity in there. And it's amazing. It's great. But you have no time. And you're not growing. You're getting a physical therapy business. Yeah, that's great. And if and if that's what you want, that's okay. There's no judgment. But if you want to grow a brand, if you want to really make money with and have the, all the time that you want, you can't be in there doing everything. Just plain yeah. and simple. You just can't.
2: Yeah, I think that's important too. Like understanding what you want. I was talking to somebody yesterday, and he was like, "I don't know if I want to, you know, grow to another clinic or this, that, and the other." And I basically told him, "I said, listen, like, there's nothing wrong if what you want to do. My grandfather is a vascular surgeon in Miami and then Ohio. Like, there." All he wanted was a place to see patients and to, to do his craft, right? And when he was ready to retire, he just basically let the lease go, closed up everything and walked away. Um, like he had no intention of building this thing and selling it. And that's one way of handling business. And that's totally fine. And then there's the other way, like you said, where if you want to scale, if you want to you know increase that profit, build your footprint, that requires a totally different mindset than... This is my craft and I'm just gonna do this as a job basically until I retire versus this is a business that I'm building and I'm gonna add value to and eventually, you know, realize some of that value down the line, right?
0: Yeah, an exit. Maybe it's an exit. Maybe I want yeah. two, three, yeah. four, ten million dollars. And maybe that's my goal. So I can buy the house, buy the boat, buy the, you know, commercial properties, whatever you want. But whatever it is that your goal, you have to understand it as quick as possible, so that we can help you get there. And that's what we talk at the, at the beginning. It's like, what, what is your why? What do you want to do in your life? If everything was perfect, what would you do with your, if, you know, with with your time? And so you're trading time for money. You're always trading time for money. Yeah. You know, if I want, if I want less money, I put in more time. If I want more time, I maybe I gotta make less money at the beginning to make more money at the end. So it's always a a, a, a um an exchange between time and
2: money. Yeah. All right. Well, tell me a little bit then. Let's dive right in. Building relationships or building businesses through relationships. So you take a different approach to marketing than than many. I think so I work a little bit with with folks on marketing and everybody that I talk to says, "I need to um I need the newest ads that are working on Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> I need to see, you know, which landing pages are converting better. What, you know, how do I get Google optimized?" Not that that's all bad, but that's where all the focus is, right? They they want the yeah. new gadget, the new gizmo, the new thing that they can just sign up for, and the patients are going to flood in. And that's not necessarily how it works, right? <laughs> no,
0: no, no, no. Now hey, listen, I very good friends of mine are doing these AdWords stuff, so yeah, very important. I don't want to bad mouth AdWords, Google, Facebook, oh, yeah. Instagram, Twitter, whatever you want to advertise. I you know I have a small campaign, tiny campaign. I do it just to like dabble in it and learn more and kind of test the market, but I, I probably 1% of my effort goes there. And, you know, like I was saying, all business, if you remember this quote, you will, you will, this, this alone is a million dollar, um, a million dollar tip. All business is built on relationships. All relationships are built on shared experiences or experiences. So the trick is how do you build relationships? And there's a there's a whole scientific math, mathematical formula that I have on how to build relationships. It's literally scientific, one plus one equals two. It's, I mean, it, it'll take me four or five hours just to lay it for you. And to get you to do it, it'll take me a little bit more to push you to do it. But I will give you some of the mathematical equations here, okay? So first thing is, how do you build a relationship? First, you got to have a conversation. And in that conversation, there has to be an exchange of words where, you know, your energy has to be right. Your body language has to be right. Your tonality has to be right. Your, um, most important, your questions. Because if you make yeah. this conversation when you're meeting somebody about you and about your practice, I promise you this. I've or what you to want me. to get from them, right? Or what you want <laughs> you to get. Are you going to send me some patients? I don't going <laughs> to ask them for business. And they send me business. And, and here's the difference. The other day, I went into a one of the, Huge clinics One of my marketers says, Hey, I landed this billion dollar deal. This guy has a billion dollar organization. And can you come in and just help me on this one? This was a really big deal for him. Said, you know what, I'll go And I sit down and I say, Hey, first of all, incredible organization you built. Thank you so much for giving me 15 minutes. And this was a 15-minute meeting. This was the CEO of a billion dollar organization. He comes and he says, Oh, thank you so much, no problem. You know, I said, Listen, I know your time is valuable. I drop in with some acknowledgement and gratitude. And then I said, can I just ask you a few questions? A billion-dollar
3: industry, 50 years. How'd you do that? And guess what the guy did? Started talking. Zero physical therapy, zero
0: yeah. about me. And I just kept asking him questions about himself. And there's a whole formula about this, but this is, a, this is what I'm going to tell you guys. Don't make it about you. Make it about the other person who you're talking to. Yeah. And let them talk because they want to share their story. They want to feel that pride. They want to feel important. And if you do that, that 15-minute uh, meeting went on for two hours.
3: Yeah. And then he said, what do you do?
0: And I said, <laughs> oh, thanks for asking, you know. And I kid I, you not. I said, listen, I want a contract from, um, you know, from this organization to mine. He said, you got it done. My marketer looks at me and says, that was magical. That was magical because I found out how to bring him value in the conversation. I found out what his challenges were in that conversation. And I provided value. And most of all, I provided him a space to speak about himself and what he's done, yeah. an incredible job, and the future of his organization. Within 30 seconds, I had that contract. He says to his COO, hey, please give Andy a contract. He needs it right now. Didn't even negotiate the terms, nothing. He says, done. Now that's I was really good. That happens over and over and over and over if you if you use the right formula, if you if you use the right questions, and you have the right energy, you have the right empathy, the right the right idea of providing value first before you even ask for business. Because I this is what everybody does. Hey, how are you? My name is Andy. I have a physical therapy center across the street, and you know I'd really like to, to get to know you and really get to get to your business. Somebody comes to me and says that to so Thank you so much. Here's my flyer. Yeah. Thank you so much. Here's your flyer. I'm going to put it here. Thank you. I'll, you. I'll keep you posted. And I do that with the secretaries. And I do that with the referral coordinators. And I do that with everybody because it's not about me. It's about them. What can I do for you without even asking for nothing in return? And so that's the first part of, of, of relationship building is really finding out what's in it for them. What do they need? You know, I have, a, for example, I'm going to give you another million dollar tip here. What do orthopedics need? What do doctors need? to send you business what do they what would they love for
3: you to give them business yeah you want
0: business back so why wouldn't you create a referral system or a or a or a landing page that says hey we have orthopedic doctor orthopedic doctor georgia all of a sudden you're getting all these leads and you say hey doctor here's another patient here's another patient here's another patient what is that orthopedic going to do to you Holy crap, Mandy, amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, what can I do for you? Hey, just send me some patients. You know, I, I do knees, I do shoulders. Send me some patients whenever you have a chance. They'll send you everything. So <clears throat> there's a lot of things you can do to get business from, from providers, from doctors. Yeah. And then I'm going to give you <clears throat> another scientific mathematical equation here. So a lot of people are marketing to patients. And that's cool. You're going to get a few business, a few patients. But now you're just marketing to that one patient where you can make $1,000 or maybe $2,000. But what if you step it up? And that's a level. And again, everything's a shared experience. So the patient has to have the shared experience. You want the patient to be very good. Bring him 18 times. You'll see how he raves about your business. Because yeah. now your, your experiences have become 18 times, right? But you... You market to one patient, you get one patient. You market to one doctor, maybe you get a thousand patients if you're able to develop that relationship. But what if you can market to somebody higher up? Who do the doctors look up to? Where's their ecosystem? Who do they hang around with? Maybe you market to a software company like mine and say, hey Andy, how many doctors do you have in your panel? Well, about 300, okay. Well, can I hang out with you and get to know you so that you can introduce me to these people? So we, 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 we start looking at people like ecosystems. Like, Rafi, you have an ecosystem. I want to tap into your ecosystem. How do I do that? Well, first, you got to develop a relationship, right? Start from yeah. the beginning. Then I'm going to provide Rafi some value. And then I'm going to say, Rafi, I'd really like to get to know all your, all your clients. Or, I, or, hey, listen, why don't we do this together? We, we create something together, co-create something together. And so you start doing that over and over and over with ecosystems. And now I go to associations, like the Florida Medical Association, and I say, hey guys, can I speak on your stage? And I'm I'm gonna speak on your stage because this is what I know. I know this, this, and this. Or can I get your list? Or can I just set a booth in the Florida Medical Association meetings? Can I just hang around you guys? So guess what that does. That gives me access to 3000 doctors that maybe have a thousand patients each. And so when I become, and then you start becoming that influencer, same thing with the influencers on YouTube and Facebook, all these influencers, you know, you tap into their ecosystem. And then all of a sudden they have an ecosystem that you tap into. So I'm always looking at two ecosystems to provide value so that I can get value from that ecosystem, whether it's a patient, it's an ecosystem, whether it's a, a doctor, primary care, orthopedic, whether it's a hospital, I tap into Hospital Ecosystems now because they have positions that work. Exactly. So we're always looking at ecosystem mergers because when I talk about mergers, it's like, hey, yeah, I'm going to bring some value from the people that I know. You're going to bring yeah. me value from yeah. the people that you know. So that's the new form of marketing. You know, the, the new, like, uh, I think it was somebody said this. I'm not going to mention the name, but somebody says uh, relationship uh, relationship is the new relationship.
3: There, Andy. I think we lost you. Relationship capital is
0: relationship capital is. hey, yeah, yeah, I'm back. So I was saying, I'd rather have a thousand dollars. I'm sorry, I'd rather have a thousand doctors than a thousand dollars. Plain and simple. Yeah. Because I have a thousand dollars, a thousand doctors under my umbrella. I can, I can build incredible things with them.
2: Yeah. Well, I think the important thing too that you mentioned was that you're not starting these relationships off with saying I run PT clinic and I need PT patients. Like you're starting with the foundational basically what clinicians do, right? We bring a patient in and we ask what's important to you? How is this affecting your life? What are your problems? And we're not taking that exact same system and putting it with the people who are going to be sending us more patients, right? That's right. You're think, "Oh,
0: you know, I have a I have a physical therapist that says, "You know, like they're gonna ask me about knees, and they're gonna ask me about shoulders. But no, they're not. Not if you control the not if you control the conversation. So when I when I one of the things I teach is like you have to have control of the conversation. You can't be there not knowing what to ask. So there's a series of questions that we have that never fail, and you control the conversation. Nobody controls your conversation. You control the conversation. And how do you control the conversation? By asking questions. Yeah. It's plain and simple. This magical mathematical formula—it just happens all, all the time. And so, these are some of the things we teach. Again, it'll take me four hours to teach you all the all the little uh, the ins and outs, elements—the <laughs> elements that we call of having an important conversation. But you know, I've shared a few of them that I think uh, yeah. provide massive value to your listeners.
2: Yeah. Well, and I think the the concept too of being a you know, Max Malcolm Gladwell calls um, in his book. Uh, which book was it? I don't know. I've read all his books, but uh, outline, maybe it's out. that's not outliers. It's uh, the tipping point. And he talks about connectors, right? Mm-hmm. And that person that might not just have their one little ecosystem or the one little circle, but they're connected to 15 different ecosystems and the impact that this one person has because, Oh, you know, you over here, you might want to meet this person over there and you become this funnel through which a lot of value gets exchanged, but also, you know, hopefully some business too. <laughs> reciprocate some business, yeah, because yeah.
0: part of the part of one of the elements is like, hey, yeah, I know a lot of friends that are givers. A lot of my, have my, my, my marketing executive, this guy before he came to me, but he's still one of the most amazing givers on the planet. Like this guy will take off his shoes, his hat, his underwear, and give it to you if you need it. But he couldn't, he didn't, he would never figure out how to monetize the conversation because he would just give. Oh, don't worry, just give. Oh, just, so there has to be, the certainty, the energy yeah, yeah. to be able to say, "Hey, by the way, I do this. Can we do this?" Right? And some people fall apart in what I call step number four, which is asking for the business. Oh, yeah. no, no, I don't know. I did everything, but I never asked for the business. I never was clear and concise and precise on what I needed and how they can help me. Because, yeah, that's yeah, one of the big want-
2: pieces that's missed, right? You get you build a relationship, and then you don't want to do that. Oh, who is it that calls it? Um, that he calls it the turn in his, in his conversation, in his framework. Like you have to, at some point after you build a relationship, there has to be a shift or a turn that, okay, we've done all this. We've had this shared experience. And now let me tell you some of the things I'm looking for too, and maybe how you can help me.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and sometimes you don't even ask for it. You just drive me like, hey, can I share something with you? Of course, you're going to say, opens up their listening. In the next 30 seconds, you're like, hey, I'm really excited about this. Here's where I'm going we like, hey, I think I can help you, you know, and yeah. you don't even ask for the business. You share your vision, you share your dreams, you share your energy with them and they'll help you. It just, you know, you have to have the right energy in, in mind.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're getting near the top here. Um, I always end with this and you already shared a whole lot of value. <laughs> um, but if you wanted like one or two points for a listener to take from this episode and walk away with, okay. what would they be?
3: Get out of
0: the technician role. Get out of the day-to-day. If you're doing billing, if you're doing scheduling, if you're picking up patients, if you're doing the therapy, if you're doing the notes, you're doing too much. And if that's what you want to do and have a salary or you know have one practice, that's okay. No judgment. But if not, um, give that to somebody else to do, and start working on your business. Have some executive decision time. Where you're sitting down and you're thinking and you're planning up your day and you're saying, I'm not going to do this no more. Who else can I do? You know, who else can I do? I have a VA company out of Colombia that I created. Now it's in Medellin. It's where I'm from. And I have 30 people working for me out of the country that I said, you know what? They, they can do this. They don't need to be here for this. Oh, you know what? They can do eligibility from there. Oh, you know what? They can do authorization from there. I'm not going to do this anymore internally. You know what? It's better price if they do. the." you know, answering the phones over there. It's too expensive in the U.S. Like, I cut my costs down incredibly by using my team over there. So again, if any of your listeners want to use my team, uh, yeah. I'll be more than happy to present them to you. I have a lot of physical therapy centers using them.
2: Yeah, that's, uh, we just one, did an episode on virtual assistants and leveraging incredible. them in practices. It's awesome. Incredible. So first
0: thing, get out of the technician room. Second thing, learn how to build relationships. Learn how to build relationships. That is a new currency. Forget about you know, chasing that one patient. Forget about chasing that that ad or what's going to work, what's not. Yeah, just throw it out there, test it, play with it. But if you build a relationship, you you have the business from that relationship. You know, And maybe it's not a relationship with this person, but it's a relationship with this person that's going to provide me somebody else. So build relationships is the new currency. That's the name of the game. And that's what you should be practicing. How do you do that?
2: Awesome. Cool deal. Well, uh, Andy, where can people find out more about you, about Physical Therapy Now, all of, all of the places where they can click on yeah. and find you? I'm
0: on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. I'm on, uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on a website, physicaltherapynow.com. You can send me, a, I've actually, I think that's how we met. You yeah. send me a, an inquiry through the website. So I get all the emails, all the inquiries through the website. If not, it comes to me, but you'll find a lot of information on what we're doing there. Uh, some of the other stuff, like the VAs and the software company, you got to call me directly. Well, I know I have a lot of time in my hands. I'm like, I have this incredible <laughs> company, hundreds of employees. But you know what? I always have time for my colleagues, my dear physical therapists and occupational therapists. If they want to know what I've done, you know, there's no secret. I'm not trying to monetize this. I just want to provide massive value to everybody so we can all grow together. And then somehow, maybe sometimes we can do something together.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Well, Andy, thanks so much. Have a good one, man. My pleasure. Talk to you soon. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Andy Zapata. He's just a great guy, isn't he? Um, It's not very often that you find somebody who's doing as much as he's got going on. He's got a lot of irons in the fire. um, And he's still willing to give out his personal email address and uh, chit-chat and talk about business and stuff. Uh, It's one of those things that, especially when I was first getting started, running my own businesses. It was very helpful. And I loved running into people like that because it can be very difficult, especially if you come from the clinical world. I know I've shared this a few times in different podcasts and we've had guests talk about it, especially when it comes around hiring, firing, managing operations, that sort of thing, that it's very difficult when you come from a clinical background and your whole career basically has been in the clinic, treating patients, serving clients, all of that to go and turn into a, a business owner because running a practice, a healthcare practice is a business, which means there are numbers involved. There are spreadsheets involved. Unfortunately, you know, obviously we don't want healthcare to become about spreadsheets, but you need to make sure the business is financially stable, that it's uh, sustainable, that you're marketing, that you're growing, that the operations piece is in place so that you're efficiently delivering care, that you're managing people. Uh, it's funny, most of the time when I talk to clients, uh, either consulting clients or, or speaking and you know, engagements and stuff like that, The one of the biggest things that uh, clinicians turned practice owners will tell me is that Managing people is the hardest part of every job. And I think managing people is the hardest part of of any job, regardless of what your background is. You know, people are funny things. but it's always nice to be able to run into people like Andy, for example, who've been through it before, been through it a few times, and able to share a little bit of wisdom. So hopefully um, some of that was beneficial. I think his piece about um, relationships being built on shared experience is something that translates over, not only to referrals and generating new business but also in the interaction between clinicians and patients right so think about what he said that relationships are built on on trust and experiences for you if you're running a clinic or you're you're managing a clinic and you want your staff to be able to build those relationships you need to identify for those patients that are coming into the clinic, what are those experiences that are gonna be shared by both the clinician and the the patient coming in? Now maybe it's broad, very high level, maybe you're specializing in something like, uh, I just saw somebody's website that's all about golf performance. He himself was a golfer, he got injured, and now he runs a golf performance center they do some exercise, it's a gym and they've got physical therapy and I think chiropractic and some other things involved, but it all stems from the shared experience of being a golfer and experiencing an injury, particularly in in their back. And that's what's limiting their ability to perform. And it's something that this that this professional is using in the marketing message so that even before, again, we talk about it, a lot in new business development and marketing strategy like the touch points that are there before the patient is even in the clinic sometimes have a higher impression or have the the ability to convert leads into patients and leveraging something like that shared experience especially if it's hyper targeted for from content marketing perspective can be very effective right so he he gets this this uh professional. This physical therapist is getting a lot of clients that are coming and filtering through his website simply because they're searching something like back pain affecting golf. And they're reading about this physical therapist who himself had an injury. And now he's using his knowledge as a physical therapist to develop programs to help golfers improve their game, decrease their handicaps. I'm not a golfer. Don't really know what that means, (laughs) but, um, and it's all in the marketing. And then I'm sure if you book an appointment with him if you uh, schedule a consult and you show up at his clinic or at his organization, at his training center, you're going to get stories about it. You're going to see reading material about golfing and the impairments that can affect golf and back pain and how his program helps you improve that. And all of that is super, super important in building that shared experience. And then when you're able to kind of leverage or tap into that shared understanding or value system then when you get into the clinic or the 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 patient gets into the clinic or into the performance center that experience then becomes an extension of the the communication and the marketing piece that was in place that drove them into the business so anyways it's just it's something interesting to think about um yeah that's all i've got to say about that if you want to learn more about the show Um, What we do here, head on over to www.betteroutcomes.show. You can sign up for the email list. We will drop you a note every time we release an episode, which we tend to do. We tend to do. We do every other week for sure. Um, The last couple months we've been hitting it hard because we've had a little bit of extra time over the holidays, and we've been doing every week. That'll probably taper off as we head into Q1, Q2 of 2023. But at least two episodes a month we're we're releasing. All of our guests are folks that are doing something great in healthcare, whether it be uh, innovation in technology or service delivery. But the end goal is always humanizing healthcare or making that human connection in healthcare felt and then leveraging that to improve outcomes. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, head on over to www.betteroutcomes.show. Check us out, sign up, subscribe, all of those good things. There is something cool now. A friend of mine, Matthew Curtis, has started a company called Ask Answer, and it is a video question and answer service. So the way it works is if you have a mobile device, which I'm sure you do, you're listening to a podcast, right? Mobile device, you can go over to that to betteroutcomes.show, click the button that says Ask Rafi a Question. You can shoot me over a short video question, again, about anything around the show or the book, Better Outcomes, A Guide to Humanizing, Humanizing Healthcare, or about humanizing healthcare in general or innovation in healthcare. And uh, shoot me a short question. It notifies me and then I can answer that question. It's a good way for us to interact that's not just typing back and forth on a computer screen. You get some real FaceTime, <laughs> so to speak. So check that out. Go to betteroutcomes.show, click on Ask Graffi a question, shoot me a question. Love to hear from you. All righty. And final plug if you are a practice owner, you own a healthcare practice, and you want a system that leverages the human uh, factors of healthcare to improve both your clinical and your business metrics, I'd love to talk to you. Head on over to RehabYouPracticeSolutions.com. There's all kinds of buttons there that let you schedule a call with me, and uh, we'll see if it makes sense to, to work together. Until the next time, folks, be safe, be healthy. I will talk to you then.
1: Thanks for listening to the Better Outcomes Show, where we explore the possibilities of a new healthcare. Our hope is that you walk away from each episode informed, equipped, and empowered to push the boundaries in your own practice or business. We want to give you the tools to help you build strong, long-lasting relationships with your patients and clients, helping meet their goals, improve their health, and achieve better outcomes. Learn more at www. Rehabyoupracticesolutions.com. We'll catch you on the next episode.